0: Welcome to the Young Changemakers Podcast Season 4. In this episode, we will be talking to inspiring young people from all around the world to explore how they are making a positive change in their communities. This podcast is a Global Changemakers production. To learn more about how you can also make a difference, visit our website, global-changemakers.net. Enjoy the episode.
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing alright. Very, very happy to be <laughs> recording this episode, wrapping up the season four of the Young Teen Makers Podcast.
1: I know it's it's my first time ever being a host for a podcast, so it's been a really fun experience. I got to have some very different conversations than I do on a day to day basis. So definitely learned a lot.
0: <laughs> I think it would be nice. For people to, to learn more about you, who you are, uh, what you're doing, and why you're excited about being part of the Global Change Makers, Young Change Makers podcast.
1: Yeah, so I was a global change maker in twenty sixteen. Afterwards I started a project called Blurred Lines with two other change makers that was focused on consent education. We worked with colleges, high schools to bring the The conversation about consent into the education on like when whenever people talk about sex education because we felt like it was a key part that was being missed. So I got to do that for a couple years. I eventually went back to school to get my MBA, and I'm kind of pivoting to like my day to day job is kind of going to be business and in consulting. So when you approached me about doing this podcast, it was nice just because this is also talking about social issues is the passion of mine and mm-hmm. now that I don't get to do that you know in my day to day work this was a nice way to still kind of be in that space you know meet global change makers talk to different activists hear about the work that they're doing and help promote that in some way so all of the change makers i got to talk to were super inspiring super passionate and i think one of the biggest learnings for me was almost in all the episodes we talked about the importance of self care, knowing who you are first, learning to be kind to yourself first, mm-hmm. and they were all really great conversations
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> no and 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 I'm glad you're bringing this up because I feel that right from the onset, I remember you being like, "Okay, I want to learn more about mental health i I feel that this topics are things that I want to explore more about so I I am glad that that is what you're getting out of it because it was very intentional I feel I don't know if you remember that conversation but I remember how specific you were about who you wanted to interview
1: yeah I definitely wanted to branch out of things that I feel like I read more about on a daily Mm -hmm. basis or just are know more about and for me mental health was just not something I I just don't know as much as I should. It's definitely an area I wanted to learn more about. And also the other thing that's interesting with speaking to change makers, they're based all over the world and just hearing how different countries are and their policies of how they're helping. So like three of my conversations were mostly around mental health. And then we had another speaker where we talked about like microloans, pandemic, and how the government's been responding. So it was really interesting to see the differences between how so that was Portugal how they handled it and then mm-hmm. the u s how that was handled so I feel like you always learn a lot talking to other people and having change makers that are based all over the world just adds another layer of interest just seeing how different countries and communities handle situations no
0: definitely and and I feel that one of the best things that I've learned through GCM is that well, seems it is such a diverse group of people. So we get to meet people from over 180 countries now. It is the fact that we feel that we're very different and, and to learn those mm-hmm. cultural differences, social differences, the, the way we handle situations differently. But you also realize how similar we are. And and I feel that that is, yeah, that is that is one of, one of the best things that, that global change makers has to offer that community and that helps us feel that we're part of something bigger and something like what is the core of human beings okay this is how we're similar and yeah right
1: yeah like it's very values it's like a community based on people's values and you know no matter where you come from on a very fundamental level we all have similar values we're passionate about what we do we want to support each other we want to be kind to each other and I think especially like with everything going on in the world right now, like <laughs> having a space where you can talk to someone and you you see so much like kindness and love and passion to make things better. It's like a nice break from everything that's going on.
0: And it's also inspiring because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. They're all working towards better, more inclusive, fair, and sustainable Mm -hmm. communities. So it's not only about learning about what is going on in the world, but also how people are changing those realities that really can be overwhelming.
1: And a lot of it, you know, starts from their own personal experience and how they want something to be better for the next person that goes through something similar. So that in itself is just great,
0: yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you to dig deeper in each individual episode that you did and perhaps we can start with that theme of mental health because I also interviewed someone working in in that space. But perhaps if you wanna talk a little bit about your interview with Diana.
1: Yeah, I spoke to Diana and Damien both on mental health and I think one of the central messages with both those conversations was that everyone's journey with mental health is different. Mm -hmm. And it's so personalized. And that it's important to recognize that and know that everyone deals with it differently. But we also talked about, you know, how can you be there for someone who's going through some type of mental health diagnosis, I think Diana mentioned it. And she said, it's about just letting that person know that you're here for them, you're not necessarily trying to fix them. But showing them that, you're there for them, treating them like a human being, not kind of making them feel like they can not handle what they're going through and making them feel like almost like insuperior. But respecting them as a human being, letting them know that you're there for them. That was interesting just because a lot of times people always think, oh, what can I do to fix the situation? And it's not really something that you can do because it is a very personal journey that someone is going through. But you can be there for them, you know, listen to them, hear them out, ask them what they need. And that's a much more respectful, it's like a more supportive, respectful way to help someone that's going through things.
0: Yeah, because I wouldn't say there is a right or wrong way of approaching things, and especially when it comes to mental health or uh, even when people are grieving, each one of us is living our own journey. and. Each pain is different and you're hurt, right? Life hurts in different parts. It is very individual. If you can hold space for another person, just letting them know that you're there. Yeah. I feel that that is, that is already something that uh, can make a difference. I also had a conversation regarding mental health, but off journalists. Mm-hmm. I talked to Emiliana Molina Fajardo. She is well, based in the US, but she is also from Colombia, like myself. And uh, she's going through a whole career in journalism, in traditional journalism. And she was even a correspondent for the White House. So she got to ask President Trump a question. And I remember that moment because it's like, okay, this person is like going places. But she went through so many things from personal safety uh, to harassment, many, many things. And she was putting her, uh, her own life at risk, not only because of the stress, mm-hmm but also because she was, she was even mentioning how she was texting and driving to go from one place to the other and so on. And she created a platform so that uh, journalists could have that space. And then she created a podcast called The Awakened Journalist. She tells those stories and talks to different uh, journalists and, and, mm-hmm. and people. And I feel that that conversation, like I never thought of, that mass media, traditional media from that point of view of the journalists yep. that are you know, taking the news out there and then how they suffer from everyone telling them that this is fake news and this is not right and so on and, 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 and how hard it is for them. So I thought that conversation was incredibly interesting and how you can also hold space and become a change maker out of that experience. So I, I thought that conversation was interesting. Do you want to talk about Yulia's interview,
1: perhaps? Yeah. So with Yulia, we talked about kind of faith and sexuality and like the blend between the two. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to interview her, just because doing workshops on consent and sex education, I never had thought about how faith can come into the mix. Um, And her experience was really great because she was talking about how she one was trying to find a community with her own sexuality but then she also wanted a community with faith that was accepting Mm -hmm. of her sexuality and like trying to blend the two in and how she was you know she couldn't find that for a long time and then eventually she started all of her projects that kind of helped create that space but it also shows how I guess young people are thinking of these things as interlinked and not separate entities and it was it was really great because. For her, community was so important and she was really struggling to find that when she was going through. And she she mentioned the thing where I think she was in school and everyone was talking about, you know, the boy they're crushing on. And Mm -hmm. she felt isolated from that because that was not her experience. And then once she was able to figure that out, then she felt isolated from, you know, her her faith based community. So so it was really interesting. We also went on to talk about the intersection between like immigration and mm-hmm. LGBT rights, which was like super interesting on how it's almost like every country or every like the Western world has an idea of what it means to be LGBTQ, right. but that doesn't really reflect in, you know, maybe like an Asian country. It's very different or the Middle East and how those like preconceived notions of what it means to be LGBTQ can affect like immigration patterns and Mm -hmm. so it was that part was like really interesting had you know never even thought about how that can because we think you know in the west we're so accepting but then you kind of see the shortcomings even in that. So
0: that's a different way of of understanding the issue and uh, and what's Mm -hmm. going on in the world. I think that is incredibly interesting. Hi there, we hope you're enjoying the episode so far. At Global Makers, we support youth to create a positive change towards more inclusive, fair, and sustainable communities. We do this by providing skills development, capacity building, mentoring, and grants. Head to our website, global-changemakers.net, to join our programs and use our resources. Now on with the rest of the episode. Perhaps this is the perfect opportunity to bring up Another one of my interviewees, Marina. Marina is from Argentina. She is the founder and president of Leaders of ANSENUSA Foundation. And this particular organization works to empower youth to become empathetic leaders who are active in their own communities. This is already very aligned to what Global Changemakers is doing. And that is why we are so connected and the conversation flows really well. We have an amazing conversation of her journey as a changemaker. She told us about her journey of getting inspired after attending a youth conference and just wanting to replicate that feeling And I'm sure that you're going to share with me that feeling of being in a room full of people. It can be a lot of international people, but it can also be people even from the same country as you are, but from different places, right? And you get that sensation of your mind opening because you're meeting different people and they have different ideas of the world about how it works and they have different perspectives and so on. And that, and that can help you understand a lot about what is going on in the world. And this way you can make a bigger difference. So Marina attended one of those conferences, got inspired, started a project. That project, well, after she came to the Global Youth Summit 2019, That project became an organization formally, and there is a lot of value in creating a formal foundation organization because there's a lot of requirements and it takes a lot of work. I'm very proud of her and what she's accomplishing. And since she's one of our grantees, she got access to a lot of resources, including a grant from us. And she's always available for us, helping us facilitating different things. So I think she's one of, well, I have a lot of changemakers that are very close to my heart, but particularly her. She's very open to collaborate with us and very vocal about what uh, what an impact Global change makers has had in her life. I highly recommend you listen to this particular episode. I also had a conversation with one of our fellow teachers from the MSRH course, Doctor mm-hmm. Goitze. And Goitze talked about her journey as a global change maker, so why she was selected, how mm-hmm. how how she experienced that in person summit in which well you and I were part of being a grantee from the program and being part of the different programs. And she's also a medical doctor. And she talked, we talked about MSRH and the importance of talking about it. And this is something that we also touch on. The, I think the first three lessons of the course on why we were doing it, because I feel that this is something that I share with you, of how important it is to talk about it even if you won't have you will never have the right answer to anything i don't think there is a right or wrong in msrh but i feel that you need information and then you can make mm-hmm. your own decisions but how how incredible it is when you when you know your body when you know what 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 are your rights and and what feels comfortable or not and uh last but not least you also talk to joel that was so interesting perhaps you want to Talk
1: about it yeah it was interesting so he and I actually met at the 2016 summit so one it was nice to catch up with someone I haven't yeah. uh, talked to in a long time um but his journey was interesting and we talked a little bit about it too because initially he was kind of unsure on what perspective he would have to offer because his uh, organization decided to shut down mm-hmm. a couple months ago um Actually, maybe like a month, month and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. But we really wanted him to come on because not only, you know, he's someone who's super passionate about um, yeah. entrepreneur, like social entrepreneurship. So we wanted to understand some of his learnings, um, but also to talk about the journey of the program, you know, mm-hmm. how it was set up, how it went, and then deciding to stop and move on because you know, sometimes you kind of come to the realization that you've done all the work that you set out to do. And now it's time for a new chapter. Um, And we talked about how, you know, sometimes it's better to end on a high note, like, he's created all this change within this community, he's shown micro uh, businesses that it's important to have that community to advocate for themselves. Um, And, you know, for the next person that comes into this space to try to um, work on it, will be building off something that he did, um, and the movement that he already created. So, um, it was really nice to, cause we don't always talk about, you know, we always celebrate some of the highs, but we don't talk about the journey and how, um, things can change, you know, even with the program, it's unpredictable, some of mm-hmm. the issues that will arise. So, um, yeah, so that's some of the stuff that we got to talk about.
0: I couldn't agree more with with that, and and I initially contacted him, and he was like, "Okay, I'm I'm shutting down. Is it still relevant?" I think it was the underlying question there, and I feel that that was even better because he exposed himself to say, because one of the questions that you asked him was, "Okay, what's next?" and he was like, "I don't know. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. to explore. I want to have 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 some time to relax." think rethink what i want to do and then see what happens and i felt that that was him putting himself in a very vulnerable spot because he also talked about his own mel- mental health and and uh, and some mm-hmm. issues he a lot of stress and i think that's that's never easy to go into a, an open mic and say hey this is going on and i don't know what i'm going to do but this has been my journey and sometimes when we have change makers around us or I don't know, people that that we feel that are successful. We have them around us and we feel that their journeys have been really easy and everything has come easily for them. But at the end of the day, everyone has struggles. Everyone has problems. Everyone faces different things and you never know what's going on in their personal lives and in their professional lives. And things usually don't come as easily. So, I feel like yeah. that side of the story for change makers is really inspiring because we get a thousand nos for every success that we have, so i I thought that was that was incredible. I highly highly suggest you to listen to the whole to the to the whole season, but in particular that one was incredibly interesting,
1: yeah, because- and when we were talking when I was talking to Damien, like he was saying when he first started data movement getting that first partnership with the school was so hard and yeah. now like people are reaching out because they've heard yeah. of the work that they do and it's like such a nice position to be in but the initial struggle for every changemaker is always always there and sometimes we don't talk about it uh, enough and, and that is know. something that
0: that that i love about global changemakers because this organization is oftentimes the first organization that will say yes to a changemaker and then yep. they can get a lot of different opportunities out of that first yes, so so just having that first yes is really important and to to keep on persisting on your change maker journey and talking about what went right or wrong in each one of our journeys can help other change makers, and this I think that is the core of why we're doing this podcast. Um and the the last episode that I wanted to to talk about was with Montaro. So Montaro mm-hmm. is a Mexican everything. So he is a lawyer, a social innovator, an entrepreneur. He has many projects and has been very successful. But like what really inspired me was that, well, and he's a really good storyteller. And And he he does this incredible workshop that we've offered to our change makers many times, and we keep on calling him because he's really good at storytelling and he'll have this pitching workshop that that he offers that is incredible. He went from being a affected by bullying and becoming a victim to advocating and even helping to create a law that was nationwide in in mexico about bullying and about the procedures that had to go into effect and so on of course he talks about a lot of interesting things so i think i think that mental health is a is a is a common thread and we also well um george uh our our other co-host has been well going through a lot of moves and and movements and he's no longer he's not longer going to be part of our show sadly but he did one interview for this particular season with Niall Deng an incredible change maker really really inspiring because well similarly to Mantaro who was affected by a a particular issue and this was more a context of uh, violence in his country it was not much of a decision but he had to leave his country and then become a refugee and once you are sort of labeled as a refugee that has a lot of not only connotations but also a lot of consequences for you and his story is incredibly inspiring because of all the work that he's doing and he's well I don't know I feel that he's incredible just because he tells the story in a way that is uh, very, yeah, very inspiring. I guess is the is the right word to describe this particular episode that I. I yeah, I got, I got to,
1: to. I think I watched a CNN interview. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting because, you know, I feel like whenever you're labeled a refugee, people have this preconceived notion yes. of who you are, and of course, like with so many identities a lot we have to kind of fight against that but it was just and seeing him talk about it and then the hurdles like there's already hurdles that exist but then on top of that you're struggling with all of the preconceived notion that comes with being a refugee Mm -hmm. and having to consistently like almost like prove yourself against all of that and yeah it was an incredible um I mean I Listen to a CNN interview by Yeah, it's definitely he's definitely an incredible speaker and has he was put into that situation, but what he's made from it is yeah. just incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's not like you're not feeling sorry for him at all because it, it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with feeling sorry for refugees. It's yeah. just a matter of understanding what is going on. And now speaking about refugees, I interviewed Andrew Leonghana. He is from the U.S., but he understands migration because he's a first-generation Egyptian-American. He is, well, he studied a lot and he loves being in the academic uh, sector because he's a lawyer, he's a social entrepreneur. And he recently released a book called 25 Million Sparks. He's amazing to talk to because he's very inspiring. And in his book, wrote the story of three refugees we not only spoke about the book but we also spoke about how there has been a common uh, way of speaking and thinking about refugees in two different ways so one is the villain so refugees or even migrants are taking our jobs they are um changing the culture, they're changing the way we live and we feel and so on and so forth. They're terrible. They're coming to commit crimes, that sort of narrative. And that is the villain. And then there is the, oh, the the, the feeling sorry, the victim. So, oh, we're so sorry. They're these people that are going through very difficult things. And we're very sorry. And oh, in both situations, if we think about villains or victims, we are dehumanizing them and that does not allow them to thrive and it does not allow us to think of them as humans and as people capable of a, of a lot of things in andrews narrative the three refugees that he speaks about they are all incredibly good at becoming entrepreneurs and they have a lot to teach us well andrew is currently doing his mba so he has the business mindset. He has researched a lot about how refugees can be amazing entrepreneurs because they are very creative and that creativity can emerge from being very resilient and having to find solutions to what's ahead of them. And then yeah. not treating people differently just because you have a particular label, not even labeling mm-hmm. anyone. And I think that has a lot to do with those diagnoses um that we spoke about earlier in terms of mental health just because you have this or that label that some doctor or psychologist gave you it doesn't mean that you are able to do certain things or not i feel that 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 is a good uh silver lining from the whole uh season i feel
1: yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah. that common theme of mental health, but also like you're put into like you have the certain situations and context and you're given certain things in life. And then what do you do with those situations that might be hard for you and hard for the people around you? But what do you do and how do you decide to take this on farther to help others or to advocate on the topic? I feel that that that, Mm -hmm. that is, I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel that that is is something coming up over and over.
1: Yeah, I think just with us talking about it, that seems to be like the central theme is learning to respect people and like value like human beings for who they are instead of kind of adhering to preconceived notions or labels that, you know, unfortunately, society puts on people is definitely seeming to be like a central theme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and and thank you so much for, for joining me and joining us in this season of the Young Change Makers podcast. We hope that you enjoy this season. It's packed with a lot of love and uh, a lot of inspiring stories ready to be listened to. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to reach out, you can contact us via email at info at global-changemakers.net. Send us your comments, questions or suggestions. Join our global community of young changemakers on Instagram at Global Changemakers, Twitter at WeAreGCM and Facebook. Remember to rate, review, subscribe and support. To help us continue to inspire more young people, Share this podcast on your social media or contribute with your donations. Find all the info and links in the comments below and see you in the next episode.